Welcome to Commission Impossible. I'm Scott Fish, and with me is Ryan McDowell. We've become known for commissioning over the years, got together, started a podcast, help other commissioners and league mates and just friends and everyone out. We want to help everyone out, Ryan. That's why we're here, right? We're helpers. We're helpers. <laughs> we're helpers. So uh, this is uh, Commission Impossible redo because <laughs> uh, the audio was so bad on the last one. We just, we couldn't, we couldn't let... Uh, let the podcast out there with that level of audio. So we're we're going to try this again. Uh, let's start out with saying hi to someone. Ryan, do you want to read the first part there? Yeah, I guess we'll get this one in there. Uh, this is from Russ, our buddy Russ Fisher from Jersey. Howdy, fellas. I don't really have a question. I was just trying to see if I could get you guys to say my name three episodes in a row. Love you guys. Love done, you done, too, Russ. Done. You 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 yeah. succeeded in that. Yep. I like that you skipped over trying to pronounce the city. Oh, yeah. Manalapan? Manalapan? I gave up on that after the... That's really why we had to redo this episode, because I I butchered that so badly. We We spent 12 minutes on it. (laughs) Manalapan. Manalapan, probably. I don't know. I'm making that up. There's a lot of A's in it, though. 16 (laughs) A's in in that name. Ah, all right. Well, uh, we're, we're going to get through some questions here. All right. Uh, let's see what we got here. Oh, this isn't even a question. Hey, guys. Uh, this is from Mike Felicicia. I bet I got butchered that, too. This is the, <laughs> you're right. This is the reason we didn't, <laughs> the, the episode didn't air. We butchered too many things. What do you think about your podcast maybe doing an annual episode of Fantasy League Awards, maybe recognizing outstanding leagues in categories like these? Most active, most competitive, most camaraderie. Would it be most camaraderie? I suppose it could be. It feels that, yeah, mm. that works. Highest most camaraderie? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, most, yeah. most NFL realistic, most charitable, most tragic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Thought we would do a great job of fielding nominations and recognizing leagues. We've, we've kind of talked about having a league of the month before, but we uh, we didn't really follow through on it. I think this is a pretty good idea for our show to do at some point. We'd have to hire an intern, Russ Fisher. Um, <laughs> and, and you, you want your name mentioned? We're putting you to work, buddy. <laughs> but it's a pretty good idea. It's you know we'd have to you know field submissions. We're not going to go out and try to find these. We need, we'd have to figure out criteria and field submissions. But it's a pretty good idea. I like it, Mike. Yeah, I like the idea as well. That that would be fun just to uh, to look at some different league types. That's those are probably my favorite questions or, or suggestions we get. Um, just people coming up with, with new ways to play dynasty or, or to play fantasy. I am wondering about the most tragic, what would be the, what would yeah. qualify as most tragic uh, <laughs> fantasy league? And w- is that the award you'd want to win too? <laughs> like, oh, oh man. Yeah. That's, that's a good, that's a good point. That is a very good point there. Uh, Ryan, you want to take on what you want to give some help to Marcus from Chicago? Yeah, let's try. This is from Marcus. Marcus says, I run a 14-team auction league. Uh, Another member and I always seem to value players, uh, value the same players the same way. Um, This is inevitably. We got to start again, Scott. (laughs) 
this has hurt us over the years because we end up bidding up the same players against each other when other members would probably not be bidding them up quite as much. I was approached to trade players, quote unquote, trade players. For example, you don't bid on Will Fuller. I won't bid on Michael Gallup. As we knew, those are a couple of examples of players we would both be targeting. My question to you guys is, is this collusion or illegal? We don't have a rule specifically against it, but if it fell under the collusion, it would obviously not be allowed. I ended up mm-hmm. declining, um, but it made me think afterwards. Um I just don't think this is something you can avoid in auction leagues, honestly, because you have, uh, I mean, in a league, you're going to have relationships, uh, friendships where people are talking about their teams and and talking to each other. And, and like Marcus said, you get to know the other members in the league, you know, who they're going to target sometimes before, before the auction or the draft even starts. So um, I, I think this is just, unavoidable honestly uh i think it's not really uh enforceable if you did have a rule against it i do i do kind of think it's collusion but yeah. honestly i kind of i think it's mild collusion if we, uh, yeah i if think we, we talked about this one for about 10 minutes on the last show and yeah. and we're we're boiling it down here to it it's collusion it's it's two people um working together in a way that affects the rest of the league, you're both saving money that you would be able to spend on other players uh, that, that affects the other play, the other owners in the league in that auction. Um, but it's, it's on the milder side. Like if there's a scale, a collusionary scale of like one to 10, it's probably on the lower side, just because this is something that just happens in auctions. It just does. It's a, and I, I think the the best way to go about it, if you're you know writing bylaws, is to put something in there directly relating to that, um, because I can see owners getting upset with that, um, and I can see other owners just understanding that that's something that happens in auctions too. So um, right. it, it could be a league by league thing on how they how bad they feel this is of a uh, thing to allow, but it. I mean, technically, it's 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 collusion, uh, but it's also something that is really tough to enforce, and it happens in most in a lot of auctions, and uh, it's just a thing out there. So um, your league should probably figure something out to do with that, as far as rules and, and maybe people listening. If if that's something that you're just everyone understands is okay is going to happen, that's what it is. If you want to put in some rules to specifically uh, curb that. That's understandable too, but I, I think Ryan and I put Ryan put it right. It's it's collusion. It's mild. It's on that lower scale, um, and it's just gonna it's gonna happen in auctions, especially the better people know each other. Um, it's probably gonna happen more. Well, it's just it's. I mean, it, it's it boils down to communication, right? And and because of that, it falls under I think the same umbrella as as table talk, which we've talked we have talked a lot on here about. Um, I don't necessarily love that as far as um, someone who's not involved in an auction suggesting uh, that others should bid on a player. You know, uh, Kyler Murray is going going for a low price right now. You guys should really go bid him up. I, I don't like that in auction leagues, but again, I think it's it, it's tough to enforce. Uh, tough to enforce. Tough to police. Yep. 
Yep. I think, uh, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you on table talk. I don't, I don't love it, but I understand it's going to happen. And I, I'm definitely not, uh, I definitely don't mind it near as much as I used to back 15 years ago, <laughs> but yeah. there are definitely people who are adamantly against it and definitely people who are adamantly for it and people in the middle. Um, it's a, uh, it's a league call on, on that kind of stuff. But yeah, this, I feel like we've answered your, your question decent enough. Um, there. So I'm going to go on to Matt from Sydney who says, love the show. Just wanted to mention something. Some new commissioners and older commissioners may not be aware of. I'll add that in there. Uh, Cause I was not aware of this in week, the weekly recaps on MFL um, and the previews, the weekly previews are editable. <laughs> you, you can add those automated uh, recaps and uh, previews they have. You can edit them. I did not know you could do that. You could probably have some uh, good fun with that. It's not really a question. It's kind of, Hey, for your listeners to know on my fantasy league, you can do this. I didn't know it. I, I just didn't know it, Ryan. <laughs> no, I didn't either. There's, there's the recaps that are on MFL. I, I don't really use them. There's also previews. I think Matt mentioned that as well. Uh, weekly or game previews. I don't use any of those, honestly, or, or uh, look at those, I guess, because I kind of assume they were all um, cookie automated. cutter. Yeah, yeah exactly. automated cookie cutter. But knowing they're edit, uh, editable, uh, and that that could really be – something fun you do with with your league if mm-hmm. if you run a bunch of leagues if you run 10 20 50 leagues uh not something you're probably going to make use of but if you have that one home league or uh, a couple of leagues that uh, that you really like to focus on it it could be a feature that you uh, that you utilize just to add some fun to the league yeah yeah i like it thanks for letting us know and thanks for letting our listeners know um very cool. By the way, Ryan, we're 10 minutes into this episode. It feels like it's going way faster than the last, than the first time around. It's it's weird when you actually know the emails that are coming and have answered them in your head or on a mic already. You know where to go. Maybe this yeah. is an idea for, for the future. This, this prep, this, this prep-like situation we found ourselves weird. in is... Uh, it's, it seems more efficient. And if you're going to be anything, you might as well be efficient, right? Uh, Letterkenny fans out there. <laughs> Do you watch Letterkenny, Ryan? I don't. No, oh I've gosh. never seen it. We're, it we're going to get you to watch Letterkenny. Um, we, need, uh, we need a bull rush to talk about. This. We do need a bull rush. I'm writing that down. Bull rush, Letterkenny. I'm, I'm just saying, Scott, this would be a good week to bull rush. If oh you my, know yes. what I mean. Yes, this would be a very good I, I've, I've a. It's a good week for me as well. Uh, we should talk to Frank. Uh, Ryan, it's up to you. A, a fellow fifth grade teacher wants to ask you a question. Or oh, nice. Something. Yeah, this is from Jason in Phoenix. Jason says, my three dynasty leagues seem to be developing a Sharks and Guppies issue. Half the league are savvy vets. Others, others uh, are still learning how to build a dynasty roster. Uh, and it's showing itself in some questionable dynasty trades. An idea was brought to my attention by a concerned member of the league. I wanted to get your opinions. Uh, basically, the idea is a mandatory trade block. Uh, all players in the top 100 or any quarterback on a specific fantasy dynasty ranking site, DLF, uh, need to be posted to the trade block. They must remain on the trade block for 24 hours and then they have to be reposted to the trade block after two weeks. 
24 hours gives everyone an honest shot to make a play for that player, make a trade offer for that player. If the two parties accept a trade prior to the 24 hours, it's free game. Everyone can match or beat the offer since they know what the trade is. Uh, yeah, we've we've talked about something similar to yeah, this. We've in the talked past. about the yeah, we've talked about the trade block in the past. This one has the weird two week thing. Now that I remember, now that I'm reading this again, um, yeah, and I'm I'm not sure how to. I'm and it sure doesn't seem like yeah, it doesn't seem sure like a full that. trade block. It's it's only players in the top 100 that you have to do the trade block for. But this line that says and they have to be reposted to the trade block after two weeks is really curious. I think the way I'm reading it is that if you have any player that is in the top 100 of, I assume of ADP or, or rankings, that player has to be made available for trade. And of course that doesn't mean you have to trade them, but if you have uh, Alvin Kamara on your roster, you have to put him on the trade block and, and take offers for him. And two weeks later, you have to do that again. If, that's how it works. I, I don't love that. I think that's honestly kind of a waste of time. Yeah. Uh, if, yep. if I have Kamara and, and for whatever reason, don't want to trade him at all, or don't even want to consider offers for him, then, then what's the point now, if somebody sends me an offer for Kamara that I want to accept, this is the use of the trade block that we've seen. So that, that trade could be made public. Then others could, have the chance to match or to beat that offer. That's that's the trade block rule that we've uh, that we've mostly seen, and right. I, I'm good with that one. I think it makes sense in this situation with uh, different levels of, of experience between the the managers in the league. Um, I, I like the purpose of it. I like the overall uh, outcome of that trade block rule. I do like the idea. You know, as far we, the, he's asking for pitfalls as well. We've mentioned that 24 hour window makes trading right around the Thursday night game and right around the Sunday games really difficult. I do like, let, let's assume this is the trade block that we've discussed ad hominem for uh, a couple of years now. Right. Um, the, if it's that, but you add in the, it has to be a player in the top 100, I kind of like that so that you're not loading up the, you're not block like you know loading up the message board with a bunch of low level trades that d- don't really matter. You're only concerned with the the big name players moving. I kind of like that addition to a trade block. I do as well. And I actually had um, I had a I had a trade block rule in my kitchen sink leagues early with with the purpose of basically trying to encourage trading. Um, right. And the rule was you had to put you had to put certain players. On the trade block, I did not have that that limit um, or that re- that requirement that it had to be a top 100 player or, or a certain level player. So, of course, a lot of people who uh, were maybe not interested in trading at that point for whatever reason, they were just putting their worst player up, up for trade and yeah. getting no offers, obviously. So that that rule didn't last long in, <laughs> in those leagues. Um but I do think uh, I think it has some usefulness in general, especially in this situation. Yeah, uh, he also mentions that he tried this last year with his league, 
Uh, he mentions a drawback, you know, just managing it as a commish. Um, if it works for your league, it works for your league, and that's great. I I have questions about the being forced to repost it after two weeks. I have questions if you're if you're just forced to put this these players up every two weeks, like Ryan mentioned with his Kamara example. Don't love that, but if it's simply the trade block we've talked about with an addition to the player has to be in the top 100 and stuff like that, um, I think it's I think it's pretty good, uh, Jason Phoenix. Lots of people seem to like it. I don't think I'd put it in my leagues, but I know that lots of people seem to like it. So I, th- I think we fully answered that one too, Ryan. I think I think we gave him some good uh, good information. I hope so. I hope so. <clears throat> All right. What do we got next? Oh, we, we got my neighbor here, Kyle Edston, um, apparently. St. Paul, Minnesota, not too far off from me. Uh, oh, I remember this one. <laughs> I remember this one. Have you ever set up a league that works a little bit like Yahtzee? And, and this is where prep and doing the show already once is going to come in handy because it took me a little bit, Ryan, to figure out exactly what he meant by this. Um, in the last episode, in the episode you'll never hear, <laughs> draft a normal lineup the, and the bench. last episode. The last episode, draft a normal lineup and bench with your preferred scoring format and positions. Each starting spot can be locked and unlocked at any time. Best starting lineup by the end of week seventeen wins. Have a player go off, you can lock them in for the rest of the season, or until you want to gamble at them and sub off the top score. Player must be in a starting spot to be locked in. Um, he mentions the Safe Leagues 500 and the unique format and stuff. I, I'll go into that after this. But uh, basically, what he's saying is, if Sammy Wat- you have Sammy Watkins as your wide receiver three, and he goes off in week one, you can lock him into that wide receiver three position for the whole year. And at the end of the year, you tally up your total lineups. Maybe Mahomes is your quarterback. He got forty for his the score you locked in was 40 at quarterback Mahomes. Maybe it's 35 for Watkins at wide receiver three. And then you total that up. Maybe your total is 205, 220, whatever. But basically you, uh, you lock each position whenever you want uh, during the course of the season. And you're trying to have the best uh, total score. It's going to be similar to like a one week high score, just with all high scores, basically. Yeah, I like the idea for sure. Again, I, I like almost any new, unique league concepts. Yes. Um, I especially like, and I know you won't love this, but <laughs> maybe you will. I especially like the redraft ones that you can try out for a year. It's made for yeah, redraft, yeah. and you can drop it if you don't like it. Yeah, for sure. I, I Now, I haven't played Yahtzee in a while, Scott, so maybe I'm you really have. good at it. Okay, good, good. <laughs> People, when, people on Twitter gave me crap about that. That that uh, my Yahtzee reign against family members. My wife has only beaten <laughs> me once in her in our entire marriage. My Yahtzee reign over family members and extended family and friends of it, like it's it's ridiculous. I don't know how it's possible because because there's so much luck involved. But I'm really good at Yahtzee apparently. Well, I mean Yahtzee is the decision making game, and I'm, decision, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking about the decisions that you would make in a league like this. And, and I think in some ways, um, <clears throat> Kyle is taking it easy on uh, on the the people in this league. So in Yahtzee, once you lock in your score at a certain category. You can't unlock that, can you? 
Uh, it says it says you can if you want to gamble again in Yahtzee. In Yahtzee, you can unlock it. You yes. can unlock. Okay. Like if yeah, yep. You, if if you have crap and decide to go for something else, you can grab all five die and just completely re-roll them on the last roll. Right, but once you lock in, like okay, you have like a ones score, right? So. Oh yes, yes. Like Correct. once you lock once in a, a three on your ones, and then your I next roll, you roll four ones. Yeah, you can't. Yep, exactly. So, yep. See, so I, if, if you've I, done your full house already, you can't do a full house. Like you, yeah, you got to try for something different. Right. I kind of think once you lock that, you know, once you lock Sammy Watkins in at thirty points on week one, if if he goes crazy in week 16 or 17, which is kind of what Sammy Watkins does beginning <laughs> of the season, end of the season. Yeah. Um, and, and he, got, he puts up 40 fantasy points. You, you don't get that. You've locked in the 30. I think once you lock it in, you shouldn't be yeah. able to unlock it anymore. I think that would add to, I think those are two, two different ways to play this format that I would like either one. Yeah. You know, I, I do think that, I do think the way you're describing it makes an interesting dynamic where someone's someone might like their roster by week seven has the lead and they're not locking anything in anymore because like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's both have interesting, interesting strategies. I like yeah, it that. Just, right? It would just make it a little more challenging for the decision of right, when right. to lock. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like both of those, honestly. I really do. That's really cool. Tell me about the, he mentioned the safe leagues 500 league. And and I know you, like you said, you try out all kinds of crazy leagues. You crazy redraft. I love those. Yep. yep. Uh, the safe leagues 500 is, is simply uh, like the 500 game you play as a kid where one guy has one, one kid has the ball and he calls out a number and then he throws up the ball and then a bunch of kids scramble to try to catch it. And whoever catches it gets that amount. And your goal is to get 500 or more points. Okay. And then you get to be the guy who throws the ball. Okay. Uh, so Safe Leagues 500, what we decided to do was you pick four players every week, but you only get their receiving fantasy points. You can pick Christian McCaffrey, but you only get his receiving. You don't get any of his rushing because the, the 500 game is all about catching the ball. So – um, you pick four players every week, you get all their receiving points and you go until someone crosses that 500 point marker. Um, it's probably going to have with four players like we did, it's going to happen between week seven and nine, somewhere in there. Uh, someone's going to cross depends on the scoring too, but, um, yeah, you just get, you get all their receiving points and you just keep totaling them up until someone's over 500 and that's the winner. Um, it was pretty fun one-off league. I, I wish I had played it, but it was equally as fun to run it and watch a couple hundred people play in it and, and just enjoy it. Um, but yeah, yeah that's it, what that one is. If it's if it's lasting until week seven, eight, nine, you could potentially rerun it in mid-season too. And that's a ton of people wanted me to, and I, I just I was probably just smashed with stuff to do at that point. I just couldn't yeah. do it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that is it, it, without those settings, you could probably do it, run it back. You could probably do it, you know, two of them in a year um, with the same group. Um, but yeah, thank you, Kyle Edston. We like, uh, we like hearing uh, interesting league ideas. I like your Yahtzee idea. I think it would take a little bit of commission work, but so- sometimes these unique ideas really do. That's what, that's part of the problem with them. But you know, you figure out ways to make it 
easier on yourself for a future year by doing that if it's popular. Um, Ryan, do you want to help Dan out? Let's he do doesn't it. tell us where he is from, there, uh, so I'm not Dan, even sure. Come on. All right. <laughs> Dan says, curious how you'd handle the following scenario. Our league does not allow intentional tanking, meaning no bye week or injured players uh, or obvious start-sit blunders. Team A is fighting for their playoff life at four and five, going against Team B, who is competing for the 1.01 with a one and eight record. Team A carries a very slim lead over Team B with only the Monday night football game left. Team B has one player remaining uh, in that game. Team A proposes to trade a draft pick for that player. And Team A has an empty bench spot to allow the deal to process. <laughs> is this collusion? Uh, yes, this is this definitely the most collusion. obvious email we've had in weeks. <laughs> this one is collusion for sure. 100% yep. collusion. There's uh, no other way to look at it, honestly. Yeah. And, and in fact, most league hosts uh, probably don't even allow trades to go through uh, once games have started if if that player is in a starting lineup. So uh, depending on where you play, this might not even be possible. But if it is, it's collusion. I do want to point out on the – we do, our league does not allow intentional tanking, no bye week injured, nor completely obvious start sip blunders. That puts you in a situation where there's an obvious start sip under of not having a having right. a starter. Um, you do not allow intentional tanking, and this goes back to I believe Adam Harstead always talks about this the the spirit of the rule versus you know what's actually written. The spirit of the rule is you're starting a valid lineup if you do not allow intentional tanking, and if, and if you're not starting a player at all in an effort to lose which this person is. We're not talking about someone benching their defense so their defense doesn't get negative points on a Monday night and so they can win the game. That's not intentional tanking because they're actually trying to win the game. In, in And I know lots of people have different feelings on that scenario, but I'm talking about this specific scenario. They're intentionally trying to lose that game. Uh, right. So it's not only does it fall under the spirit of your intentional tanking rule, it's like it's very, very much collusion. It's two teams working against the other teams in the league, one for playoff seeding and the other for draft position. It's it's two teams both <laughs> both working against the, the rest of the league, yeah. uh, working together to go against the rest of the league. Very much collusion, very much not an acceptable trade, and very much against the spirit of your intentional, no intentional tanking rule. It's bad on every front here. <laughs> Um, and then dad says, thanks. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, there's really not much else to go over on that one, Ryan. That's pretty much how that one plays out. Yep. That's pretty clear. We're at 26 minutes. Should we read another one? We didn't even get to this one. Um, last time. Um, hey, it looks pretty complex though. It's up to you. Let's, let's save it. <laughs> you know what? It's an easy answer though. I think, um, I, I'll, I'll just do it. Eric in Livermore, California. Uh, thanks for the input on my last question a couple months back. It was probably our last. No, we've had a couple shows recently. Um, cool to hear both your takes on the pod. In my a team in my league set an invalid lineup, but MFL allowed it because of how my settings are set up. Uh, he goes through you know his starting lineup and and whatnot, but he has our partial lineups allowed marked as yes. Uh, because people tend to hoard defenses, so it's quite possible for a team to be forced to play without a defense because theirs is on bye. Um, 
This has resulted in people able to start an extra flex. It's a weird, stupid, annoying quirk that MFL has. And it's the reason almost all my lineup, all my leagues have the R partial lineups allowed to know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the fix for your situation is to mark it as no, but allow bye weeks, bye week players on uh, in your lineup. And that will solve the problem with uh, the defense being allowed to be started. Um, it, it's it's a rough spot. You're going to have to pick your battle. Uh, if you allow bye week players in lineups, it's you're going to have to go to a method of having people report if someone does it or not. Um, but also, if you allow partial lineups, you're going to get this stupid glitch that allows people to occasionally start an extra flex. It, it sucks. It's an MFL glitch, is what it is. You know what you could also do. What's that? Get team defenses out of your league. <laughs> you can do that. <laughs> there you go. And who's hoarding team defenses in a in a twenty five man league? Uh, what is going yeah, on here? Come on, yeah, twelve team, twenty five active roster spots, and every um, defense is rostered. Yeah, that's oh, that means like twenty five active roster spots is a level where I'm still only. If even with starting a defense, I still would only have one, maybe two, if one is really good to cover a bye. But that's yeah, that's uh, <laughs> I don't I don't get the hoarding, but I, I see that it's possible. But your options are basically stop allowing partial lineups and then allow def- and then then allow buy players to be in the lineup, and you'll have to have your league report if someone you know starts a buy player at a different position, um, or deal with this glitch. It sucks. I, I completely agree that it sucks, but um, I, I do think that the marking partial line lineups to not be allowed and allowing bi-week players on in the lineup, I guess is the only way to fix that. If you still want to worry, if you worry about, or you can put a limit on the defense, right? Like if you don't allow any team to have more than three defenses, that means, that means, well, I suppose it'd have to be two. It's 12-team league. So two two defense max would be 24. You could do three defense max and then no one's hoarding, but it's still possible that all the defenses are owned. Um, yeah, I suppose you could uh, do it. Partial lineups are not allowed. Players on by cannot be in lineups. And then in those rare circumstances, they have to contact the commissioner to force the lineup. Right, like yeah. <laughs> it's probably a one or two times a year thing at most. So maybe, maybe do that, and then you know you just have to contact the commissioner if that is your situation that year or that week. Um, I hope that helps. I do know that that sucks. I should write that down to talk to MFL about, but it is a weird glitch that they have. Uh, Ryan, let's call it a day. All right, let's do it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, something I mentioned on the other show that got is gone in the wind somewhere. Well, it's I have it. It's just really bad audio. <laughs> is that we are on iHeartRadio now, too. So uh, go on your iHeart app, and uh, you can download us and do any rates or reviews or whatever there. I, I think we were on it before, but things got mixed up. We're, we're, we're either on it now or back on it. 
Um, but give us a, a good review on whatever you listen to podcasts. Give us all the stars that you can possibly give us. And if you have a question or email or anything to, to send us that you want us to talk about or read or, or put on the show, email us commissionpod at gmail.com. That's, that's the email you send anything to and we'll, we'll figure it out. We put most things in the show. So uh pod at gmail.com and follow me on Twitter, scottfish 24, follow Ryan on Twitter, Ryan MC 23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.